Welcome to Wednesday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. Well, 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 what do we have here, Carla Marie? I can't believe it's been one year since we started this little baby podcast. One full year, and now we're doing that cake photo shoot with our baby <laughs> podcast where it smashes a cake. We should do that. I don't know how a podcast does no, that. we but will smash the cake. You know... As we celebrate our one-year anniversary, our one-year birthday, a lot of people are sending us really nice messages It's cool about how the podcast has become part of their morning, but Juan actually left us a voicemail Ooh. that I want to play for you. Carla Marie has not heard this yet. No, I have no idea what's happening. When you started the podcast, I have my doubts because of this country, and there's always a right side and a left side, but sometimes I wish there'd be just a middle side where they'll just tell you what happened. I'm happy I get to get the news from you because you deliver the news the way they're supposed to be delivered. Thank you. I appreciate the effort you put in it. Spend the time and do the research. So I thank you. That is the coolest message. Yeah. All of my journalism professors at Rutgers <laughs> University would be so proud to hear that I am still an A student. And if this is your first time listening to the Morning Show podcast, maybe you so saw cool. one of our sappy sentimental posts or something yeah. and you got here. What we do is we set up the podcast with a pretty easy to follow format. We start off with the core four, the four news stories that you should probably know before you start your day. And then we head into hope for humanity, because a lot of times after you hear those headlines, you need a little hope for humanity. Exactly. We always play a music game here on the Morning Show podcast today, since it's Wednesday, that will be two-second tunes. You'll hear that coming up in a couple of minutes. And then we give you nerd news, which could be any type of nerd. Like today, I'm talking about Disney nerds. Yeah, big stories for very specific groups of people. Then we give you Pop Stop, which is your entertainment, your sports, your social media stories. And in what's trending, it's the thing you didn't know you needed until I told you about it. So now that we got that all out of the way, welcome to the one-year anniversary of the Morning Show podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. The Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. The Biden administration has announced a plan to reduce immigration at our southern border, a plan that's already been rejected once when it was proposed by President Trump in 2019. Essentially, the plan will limit the number of asylum seekers that can enter the United States if they travel through more than one country. So in practice, that means unless the person seeking asylum is from Mexico in the south or Canada in the north, they would most likely be denied access into the United States. For example, the huge number of Venezuelans showing up at the southern border would almost all certainly get turned away since they had to travel through multiple countries to end up at the Mexican-American border. The proposal was announced yesterday, and we'll have to go through a 30-day public comment period before it can be adopted, but it will most likely be blocked in court considering an almost identical proposal was blocked by a federal appeals court about four years ago. If the plan does happen to go through, it would be in place for two years. Currently, border officials are able to turn away more people seeking asylum than normal due to a provision put in place during the pandemic called Title 42. That was implemented to allegedly reduce the spread of COVID, and that provision is set to expire in May. The Environmental Protection Agency has ordered Norfolk Southern to pay all cleanup costs in East Palestine, Ohio. Norfolk Southern is the company whose train derailed, spilling hazardous chemicals into the soil and the air. As part of the EPA's legally binding order, 
the train company will be required to clean up contaminated soil and water sources. They'll also have to reimburse the EPA for the cleaning services they've offered to residents and businesses to provide an extra layer of reassurance. And Norfolk must attend and participate in public meetings at the EPA's request. If the EPA deems that Norfolk Southern fails to complete any of these actions, the EPA will step in, do all of the cleaning, and charge Norfolk triple the amount. They are not messing around. And yesterday, we heard of a third train derailment to happen in recent days. Around 1.45 a.m. local time in Nebraska, approximately 31 Union Pacific train cars carrying coal derailed. No one was injured, but as Anthony told us yesterday, it was the 219th birthday of the train. The headline, Mexican official accepts bribes from cartel, probably doesn't surprise a lot of people. One of the biggest issues facing Mexico is how much money the cartels have and how influential that money can be with local and national politicians. But what makes yesterday's conviction in New York so interesting is the level of politician that was involved. Genero Garcia Luna was a presidential cabinet member and is the highest-ranking Mexican official to ever be tried in the United States. The former public security secretary was found guilty of taking bribes from the same cartels he was in charge of fighting. The trial consisted of testimonies from former drug smugglers and cartel members who claimed Garcia Luna took millions of dollars in bribes from Mexican cartels. Current Mexican president Lopez Obrador had claimed the previous administration, the one Garcia Luna was a part of, was crooked, but also suggested that the American government also take a look at the American officials who worked alongside Garcia Luna as he was taking in millions in cartel cash. Garcia Luna is almost 60 years old now and could face anywhere from 20 years to life in prison. His defense team is expected to appeal. Here's something to keep in your back pocket as you head to work today. If you get laid off, your company can no longer ask you to shut up in order to receive a severance. Yesterday, the National Labor Relations Board ruled that an employer can no longer tell someone who was let go that they cannot publicly disparage the company as part of the severance agreement. Many severance agreements, including our own from our former radio jobs, said that if we spoke poorly about the company publicly, we would no longer receive the severance and could face other financial penalties. According to the Labor Board, that unlawfully restrains and coerces employees. Employees also cannot be prevented from discussing the terms of their severance packages publicly or with other former co-workers. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Flipper, Willie, Nemo, and Dory can all breathe easier and celebrate, but... They cannot celebrate using balloons at this party, Carla Marie. <gasps> Let me explain. Laguna Beach is working to ban balloons in public areas. The city council met yesterday to discuss banning the use of balloons in public, most importantly, on their six miles of beaches. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize there was this national movement to ban balloons, but apparently there is. 
a lot of coastal communities from Florida to Delaware to New York and California have implemented some sort of balloon ban or restriction. Here for it. And it makes sense, especially in beach towns, where balloons will almost certainly end up in the ocean and probably in the belly of some sort of seabird or eaten by a fish, dolphin, or a whale. And in California, they have a whole different set of problems too. Balloons, especially, you know, those foil ones? Yeah, they're called mylar balloons. Those often get tangled in the power lines and can cause wildfires or power outages. The foil balloon issue was so bad that in 2017, it was reported that over 1,000 power outages were caused by that specific type of balloon. What was it? Mylar. Mylar. Wow. Those outages left over 1 million people without power. Yeah, remember that when you're like, but don't touch my balloons. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. The ban is only for public areas. So if you live in Laguna and you want to throw some gold and black balloons on your front porch for your kid's graduation party, you're free to do so. But if you bring those same balloons to a public park or a beach, you could face a $100 fine for the first time. And then fines go up with each additional balloon celebration after that. And here's my favorite quote. It's from the Laguna Beach mayor. He said, Even the balloon advocates and balloon industry was not opposed to banning them on the beach. That's the end of the quote. We live in a world where the mayor of a city is addressing balloon advocates. Listen, there are a ton of small businesses that actually like do balloon artwork and they do. And I and I've supported them in the past, but I know there are alternatives. There are compostable balloons. There are ways around this. So there's a way to have a cute little birthday party and also protect the environment. And again, you can still do this in your home. No one's banning balloons from your personal or private use. But I'm just now imagining after that mayor's quote, I'm imagining like big balloon sending their lobbyists to town hall meetings in Laguna Beach. That's the imagery that <laughs> big I have. Balloon. Big balloon. This Saturday is my free Orange Theory Fitness class here in Bellevue, Washington. And while the class is free, there will be an option for you to donate to the American Heart Association while you're at the studio. And the more of a donation you make, the more raffle tickets you'll get, and you'll be able to win some free classes at Orange Theory and some You Look Great gear. So keep that in mind. If you were thinking about not coming, there's an option to win some awesome stuff just by being there and donating. And if you're like, "Ah, I can't run, I don't want to do that. You don't have to run at Orange Theory. You can walk on the treadmill. I do it often. You have no more excuses. Get off your butt. Let's go. I put the link in the description of this episode to sign up. And by tomorrow afternoon, you have to be signed up because that's when the cutoff happens. Think quick. It's Two Second Tunes. We are going to hop in the time machine and travel back to the mid-90s, the early 2000s. Ooh, what a time. And enjoy ourselves some pop music in today's edition of Two Second Tunes. Carla Marie, who is playing? We have Joyce and Sarah today, both joining us from Long Island, New York. Good morning, Joyce. Hello. And you roped in Sarah to play this game today. She has no idea what she's in for. Good morning, Sarah. Morning. <laughs> so... You guys know the rules, but for anyone who is new to the game, we play two seconds of a song. Your job is to give us the correct title and artist of that song for a total of two points each round. Carla Marie, who's going first? Joyce is going to go first. All right. Joyce, you ready? Here is your first two second tune. Bring it. It's Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Two points. Well done. As we move to the second part of round one, Sarah, 
here. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no time choice. like the present. Here is your two-second tune. Um, Genie in a Bottle by... I have no idea. Genie in a Bottle. No guesses. No. By who? Christina Aguilera. Two points. <laughs> See, you just have to have a little confidence in yourself. There you go. And you got two points there. Tied up as we move into round two. So in round two, that means we move back over to Joyce. Here is your two-second tune. Ace of base, I saw the sign. Ace of base, I saw the sign. One point. Because it is ace of base. Unfortunately, you added a word. It's just the sign. You added two words. You added two words. You you said, I saw the sign. It's just the sign. But you do get one point as we move over to Sarah's part of round two. Sarah, here is your second two-second tune. Get jiggy with it? No. What was that? Just can't touch this. No, I feel. No. <laughs> are, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I can't do this. Wait, hold on. Can I do like a final decision? Yes. yes. Final answer. I'm gonna say can't touch this by. I have no idea. Can't touch this, and you have no idea who the artist is. Unfortunately, zero points. Okay. Which means, Joyce, you can actually steal a point or two if you know the title mm. or artist of that song. MC Hammer. Um, it's not. I thought it was Can't Touch This, so I don't know the title. I think it's MC Hammer. One point. Can't touch this. So unfortunately for both of you, the name of the song is You Can't Touch This. I, I was shocked. I yeah. can't believe it. I did not know the U was in that title. But you do get one point for MC Hammer. So, Carla Marie, as we move into round three, what is the score? Uh, Joyce has four points, and Sarah's not too far behind with two points. Okay. Joyce, if you can get one or two points here in your part of round three, you lock in the win for this morning. Right. However, if you get zero (laughs) points, you do give Sarah an opportunity to tie or take the lead and win the game. Here, in round three, is your two-second tune. I know the song. Um, what is her name? Um, you just need one point. I can't think of her name. I could picture her in my head. <laughs> Nothing. Lisa Loeb? Wait, Lisa what Loeb? was that? Lisa Loeb? Lisa Loeb. Do you want to give us a title of a song? No. <laughs> well, at the last second... One point for the win. So it was Lisa Loeb. And there were actually two options for that answer, for that final answer. It could have been stay or I missed you because that's what's in the uh, the parentheses there. But congratulations. Hey, Joyce. That was close. To today's winner, Joyce. I mean, Sarah, you came into this not having any idea what was going on. You still got two points. A lot of people are in the zeros club, so you did very well. Oh, yeah. You're, I mean... We have people that have who have had one point. We've had the Zeros Club, obviously. So you're ahead of at yeah. least a dozen people total in this game. Uh, but thank, thank you guys so much for thank making you. time for us. And thank Fun. you for making the Morning Show podcast part of your morning. 
Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Today's nerd news is for Disney nerds and law nerds. If you haven't heard about the Mickey Mouse saga yet, let me fill you in. There are many rumors that Mickey Mouse will no longer be the official mascot of Disney. What? And that Disney theme parks will be replacing him with Figment. If you don't know who Figment is, he is the purple dragon you see all over Epcot in Disney World Orlando. He's the mascot to one of the rides and is apparently getting his own movie. I don't really like him very much. He's a little annoying. Just saying. It's a rumor that spread so fast, all thanks to a TikTok posted earlier this month. Even my brother was up in arms that Mickey Mouse could be replaced. And your brother's like the treasurer of the Disney Adult Fan Club. <laughs> Basically. But the rumor has officially been proven false. But there is some reasoning to back it up. Let me explain first by using Winnie the Pooh. Last week, there was a one-day release of the movie Winnie the Pooh blood and honey mm -hmm. which is about a feral bloodthirsty winnie the pooh and piglet who terrorized christopher <laughs> robin and a group of young women at a house okay but how was this movie allowed to be made well disney's copyright on winnie the pooh ran out so anyone can create content about winnie the pooh so winnie is now in the public domain anyone yes. can use him yes okay. and you can have a copyright for 100 years but people are starting to freak out because the first mickey copyright was in 1924, which means Disney will lose it next year. Okay. But there are some caveats. Disney did a great job at copywriting all of their Mickeys. The Mickey whose copyright ends next year is Steamboat Willie, which is the first ever cartoon that had sound. It's black and white. Mickey doesn't even talk. He just whistles. And he's kind of a jerk, this version yeah. of Mickey. At one point in the cartoon, he terrorizes a cat. Mickey today would never do that. And for every iteration of Mickey after Steamboat Willie, there's a copyright. Okay. So there are protections of Mickey Mouse. But Disney also has trademark law on its side because all of these items are also trademarked. And any company who uses Steamboat Willie or Winnie the Pooh will need to make it obvious that they are not creating a Disney product. Okay. It was very obvious that Murderous Winnie the Pooh was not a Disney movie. But if Anthony and I decide to make You Look Great Steamboat Willie themed t-shirts, there's a good chance Disney would come after us and they'd win. What if they, we just wrote not sponsored by Disney on the bottom? So on the shirt, maybe, but they're actually explaining trademark law. You can't really just put on the website, this is not a Disney product. That huh. doesn't count. It has it to needs... look different enough. Yes. So everyone who had their Mickey ears in a bunch this past week, do not worry. Mickey is not going anywhere as the mascot of Disney. You know, as we are celebrating our one-year anniversary, our one-year birthday here on the Morning Show podcast, one of the best gifts you can possibly give us is to make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. So if you're on Spotify, all you have to do is go to our page and you would hit the follow button that's right under our big logo. And then if you want to, you could hit the little bell button that will notify you when we have a new podcast every morning. But if you were using Google Podcasts, you would actually hit the subscribe button that's under our podcast logo. Basically, every app has a different button or icon to subscribe. As long as you hit whatever that button is, we would be very, very thankful. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. Anthony, it's Wednesday, so what does that mean? 
We don't make fetch happen, but we do wear pink. <laughs> yes. So in January of 2020, we learned that Mean Girls, the musical from Broadway, was being turned into a movie. So from a movie to a musical, back to a movie. Yes. Okay. And we've known that for three years at this point. But Tina Fey was on Late Night with Seth Meyers, and she revealed that she will be reprising her role as Miss Norbury, nice. the math teacher, in the musical, and Tim Meadows, who played the principal, will also appear in the same role. Awesome. Tina Fey also wrote the script for the musical, but we don't know too much other than that the music will sound a little different than the Broadway version. It'll be more pop, which... I'm a fan of. It's set to film between March 6th and April 19th in New Jersey. Nice. So be on the lookout. And there's no exact release date yet, but we could see it by the end of this year or early 2024. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. Two of my favorite hand creams are from the same company, Ahava. I've been using it for like seven years. I know, Anthony, you've even stolen this from me and used the hand cream before. Yeah, I got to get these rough hands uh, softer, you know? And it smells so good. And this time of year, you need to use hand cream because it's cold outside. Your hands are super dry. It also helps with calluses from working out, from yep. dumbbells, all those weights you've been slinging, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I do have pretty nasty calluses. And pro tip, what I do is I keep mine on my nightstand. So before bed, I put it on and then I don't have to worry about washing my hands throughout the day and it coming off. That is a major pro tip. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. There are two that I love from this company. I linked both of them at themorningshowpodcast.com. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. Well, the one-year anniversary show, the one-year anniversary episode of The Morning Show Podcast is coming to a close. It's crazy. Uh, we started it, as you remember, with a message from Juan. But we also got this email that we haven't opened yet. And the subject line is, happy first birthday to The Morning Show Podcast. I'm okay. clicking on it now. And it says, the EMH community came together to celebrate the first birthday of The Morning Show Podcast. We're also proud of you guys and wanted you to know it. And what and is that link? Uh, e-card. It's an e-card. Hold on. I guess you gotta click that. and. Oh, it's a card, but like everyone signed it. Oh, this is really cool. This is so cool. And we can like uh, slide through it. And we do know that there is the Carla Marie Anthony fans account on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that's who this came from. I know the people behind that are Claire, Jen, and Lisa. So thank you for doing this. If you're like, wait, I wasn't on this card. Go follow that Instagram <laughs> account. You'll be on the next card. This is so cool. I see. Uh, wow. One year already. Congratulations. That's from Mellow FM. Happy one year of the Morning Show podcast. What a major accomplishment. Can't wait to see what comes next. That's from Jen. Uh, what see. else do we have, Carla Marie? Uh, Terry sent messages. Sonali, Jane, Dallin, Billy, Allison. Oh, wow. There's oh, a lot. Oh, my God. Emily. This e-card idea, by the way, is a great idea. I know. It's, uh, hey, shh, be quiet. I'll do this so much. Angela, me. David, Julie, Emma, Lisa. Uh, Ricky is on here, Kiara, Jill. Uh, we're not going to read everyone's names. We're definitely going to read through all of this. I do see uh, James Joe said, I'm proud member of the Zeros Club. Love to see that. There's so many pages of this. Oh, my God. This is so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone who joined in, everyone who's sending us messages this morning for helping us celebrate the first year, the first birthday, the first anniversary of the Morning Show podcast. And for sharing it with your friends and your family. We have had so many people reach out who are like, I listen because my sister Erica told me to mm -hmm. listen. I got that message this week. And it's it's so cool to see that. I'm so proud of this community of people who reach out when they're like, uh, hey, you messed, you messed this up today. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, crap, you're right. We did mess it up. Like I say, you're the producers of this podcast. So thank you for being on this journey with us. I love you, Chicken Nuggets. You look great. 
Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast.